Welcome to Talking Indonesia podcast. This is your host, Charlotte Steady, and I'm an assistant professor at Singapore Management University. So Indonesia is moving its capital. Very soon after winning a second term in office, Indonesia's President Joko Widodo, also known as Jokowi, announced that the nation's capital will be moved from Jakarta to a new site in East Kalimantan. In his announcement, Jokowi said that the decision to move the capital was mainly motivated by the fact that the city of Jakarta is quite literally sinking from overdevelopment and the burdens of being Indonesia's only center of commerce and government. The president and his government argues that moving the capital to East Kalimantan will also redistribute economic development to regions outside of Java, particularly to Eastern Indonesia. As can be expected, the news was received with both excitement and caution. The decision seems to be popular, particularly among Jakartans who hope that the capital move will take away some of the city's problems of overcrowding and congestion. On the other hand, analysts are worried about some of the economic, social, and environmental problems that could potentially arise from this planned move. For one, a move of this scale will take many years to complete and the cost can be expected to be astronomical. There are also pertinent questions about the environmental and social impacts of building a new city from scratch in an area that was formerly a tropical forest with rich biodiversity. To discuss this planned capital city move, I speak with Dr. Martin Siaranamual and Dr. Rita Padawangi. Martin Siaranamual is a microeconomist and a lecturer in the Department of Economics at Pajajaran University in Bandung. Martin earned his PhD in economics from Ka Foscari University of Venice in Italy, and he has previously worked as a specialist for the Indonesian national team for the acceleration of poverty reduction. Dr. Rita Padawangi is a senior lecturer at the Singapore University of Social Sciences. She received her PhD in sociology from Loyola University in Chicago. She coordinates the Southeast Asia Neighborhoods Network, or CNET, an initiative for urban studies research and teaching funded by the Henry Luce Foundation through the International Institute for Asian Studies. I first speak to Martin and ask him to assess some of the economic aspects of this planned capital move. Martin, uh, you are an economist, so uh, I want to first of all ask you some of, some of the more broader questions about <laughs> the economic, socioeconomic aspects of moving the capital from Jakarta to East Kalimantan. Obviously, this is going to be a, a big and expensive undertaking, I imagine. So what are some of the socioeconomic rationale of moving the capital city from Jakarta to East Kalimantan, uh, or at least the rationale from the government's point of view to begin with? Okay, so basically there are three motivations, uh, you know, the narratives coming from the, the, the government. The first one is actually really related with the economic, is help to decentralize Indonesia's uh, political and economic activities from Jakarta and Java in broader sense. And then the second one is to take environmental pressures off Jakarta you know, Jakarta is known as a city affected by traffic congestion, air pollution, 
land subsidence and flooding. So basically, uh, that is the the second motivation why Indonesia needs to move the its capital. And then the third one is to ensure that Indonesia has a safe and livable capital for the long term, since. Jakarta is vulnerable uh, to both sea level rise and earthquakes. While in Kalimantan, since there are not so many, well, there is no uh, volcanoes uh, there. So basically the earthquake, the probability of having an earthquake is reduced significantly. So those are the three motivations for the for a potential move. From your knowledge, how long has this plan been in the works for? I mean, you know, on and off, we've, we've been hearing uh, at least uh, President Jokowi uh, during his first term talking about a potential move. But has this idea of moving Jakarta, you know, the capital somewhere else, has that been around for a while? Has that ever been considered by previous administrations before? Well, if we look at the historically, uh, actually since uh, Sukarno era, Uh, the idea of moving the capital from Jakarta to outside Jakarta or outside Java is it's it has been circulated. Sukarno actually chose Kalimantan, uh, Palangkaraya to be exact. Suharto, if I'm not mistaken, also planned to move uh, Jak- uh, the capital from Jakarta to really close to Jakarta, and then uh, also during the SBY. Uh, era, the idea of uh, you know moving the capital is always uh, is has been uh, discussed. However, this is for the first time that the president brought that idea to the House of the Representatives. You yeah. mentioned before as well, Martin, about uh, the decentralization aspect of it, right? Uh, yeah. Do you think that factored in um, you know in 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 a big or a, or a small way in terms of? Ch- um, choosing why uh, Kalimantan and specifically East Kalimantan was chosen in the end? Uh, the program to decentralize the economic activities from Jakarta or Java in general is not a new program at all. Uh, there is a uh, previously there is a program called uh, Special Economic Zone. Basically, the government creates Uh, new economic centers outside Java, mostly in the eastern, uh, in the middle and eastern part of Indonesia. So Kalimantan, Sulawesi, and some close to the to the Maluku. So the idea of decentralizing economic activities is not a new one. Does it work? That's a big question mark. Because uh, to be honest, when I see the data set, when I, or when I see the program, it doesn't change so much, you know, from what, or it doesn't fulfill the expectation, things like that. I'm completely agree uh, with the, you know, try to decentralizing the economic activities. It is always good for the economic in general. I believe that. However, decentralizing economic activities does not mean we need also to move the capital. That's the idea. Right. Whether you want to put the capital in East Kalimantan, Central Kalimantan, or even in, in Sulawesi, or even further to the east, eastern part, it is irrelevant with decentralizing. You know, the, that decision is irrelevant with decentralizing the economic activities, political and economic activities. It is two separate issues. And then what, for me, as the economist, I will, I, I, I will rather see the first one, how 
the government, you know, increase their effectiveness, you know, the political, uh, the policy effectiveness to, you know, for the decentralizing the economic activities, while moving the capital, it's, you know, it's a question number 10 or 20 after the economic activities already been de- decentralized. Right, that's a good point, isn't it? Like, you know, uh, particularly in the announcement uh, of choosing uh, East Kalimantan as the, as the new side of the capital, you know, it's it's very symbolic in nature. Uh, yeah. it, you know, the, the, the location itself is almost smack bang in the middle of the Indonesian archipelago. So there's a lot of symbolic aspect in that. But exactly. you're saying that as an economist and from an economic point of view, actually, this, this shouldn't have been a priority, that, that, that actually uh, it would have been better to um, invest in regional economy economies exactly. in different ways. So from an economic point of view then, let me ask you, is it actually a good idea moving the capital uh, to this chosen site in East Kalimantan? Uh, and um, I was wondering whether you could also comment about whether there could have been uh, better alternative sites for uh, this new capital, if not in East Kalimantan. First of all, I say this, uh, whether it's good or bad, it's, I haven't Uh, done uh, study on you know benefit cost analysis on this plan on this project, but my my gut tells me that it is a bad project. It is a bad project simply because there are other uh, pressing issues that the current government or the current administration should you know put more attention on those issues. Issue on creating decent jobs. Issue on you know, reducing inequality and poverty even further. Issue on corruption. Those issues are more more important, more pressing than moving the capital. That is the first one. Looking at the cost, the current uh, narrative that circulated is the cost is about 466 trillion rupiah, which is about uh, roughly about 33 billion US dollar. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, and then those costs are ongoing. It's 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 not just upfront. It's a good capital city needs, for example, needs uh, universities, good universities. Uh, whether we like it or not, good universities are located in Java. So mostly, meaning that if they want to create a good universities, the government should you know also think how to relocate. Some of the lecturers in Java put it in uh, East Kalimantan. But there, um, you know, if we look at some of the other countries who've who've um, made this happen, like the capital city move and everything. Um, you know, we we can point to, for instance, uh, Brazil moved its capital to Brasilia, uh, which was at that you know also in the middle of the jungle at that time. Um, uh, Malaysia moved to Putrajaya. Um, Those other countries were able to do it, right? Is there any reason why Indonesia can't do this move? No, I'm, I I didn't say that Indonesia cannot do it. Mm-hmm. I think Indonesia has the ability. But as the economist, I will say that it is necessary to do that or not? Or uh, does this plan give a better impact, a good impact, or the biggest impact? For the economic or right. not? Yeah. If the the answer is no, then you know you better invest to other 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 issue. It, it's better to in to to solve other issues, and then it takes 
decades before it could be a success. Do the current uh, administration think about it, that it takes decades longer than, you know, the, the, the political span. After speaking to Martin, I spoke to Rita Padawangi about some of the potential social and environmental impacts of this planned capital move. In particular, I asked Rita to reflect upon whether this plan is actually a good idea or not from a social and environmental point of view. Well, um, first of all, I think if we want to say whether it's good or not, uh, we have to see uh, the, the reasons uh, why uh, the idea to move the capital in the first place, right? Um, and I think uh, there, there are other um, there, there are so many uh, reasons that have been cited, uh, such as, you know, uh, uh, Jakarta is already a city of many problems, uh, it's too congested, uh, it's too uh, polluted, and then uh, Java uh, as an island already has uh, too much burden, and so it's better to actually have the capital city uh, outside Java. So I think those were some of the reasons that were cited both officially and sort of like somewhat popularly in, uh, in people's minds when we talk about the move of the capital. From what yeah. you know, mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, you do a lot of research in Jakarta mm-hmm. and in, in, in you in particular uh, mm-hmm. have worked uh, a lot about urban design, some of the mm-hmm. flaws of Jakarta's urban designs and mm-hmm. communities that have been disadvantaged by uh, infrastructure gaps and also lack mm-hmm. of planning in Jakarta, right? Mm-hmm. Among the Jakartans that you've spoken to, is this a popular idea of, of actually moving the capital city and take some of the burden off Jakarta as a city? You know, I think... Um, there was actually a poll uh, on Compass uh, a few weeks back, uh, not long after the announcement of the new capital move. Um, that that poll actually showed that this was actually a very popular uh, discourse, uh, moving the, the capital. The majority of the people that was uh, surveyed by Compass showed that they were supportive and they liked the idea. Um, so in terms of popularity, yes, this was a popular idea, right? Um, whether or not it's a good idea, again, we go back to uh, why, why do we need to think about moving the capital in the first place, right? So um, first of all, I was... Uh, um, like popularly people always think about Jakarta as a problematic city and uh, and my answer to that it is actually true that uh, Jakarta as you know is a city with many problems like uh, it is sinking um, and its traffic is congested one of the most congested in the world um, actually now also is uh, one of the most polluted cities in the world um, so uh, one of the things that was also cited uh, uh, in the media was uh, to find a less earthquake-prone area, right, uh, for the new capital city. Uh, Jakarta was hit by earthquake as early as August 2019, so we, we still remember that. Um, however, I would say that uh, most of Jakarta's traffic uh, and environmental burdens, they're actually due to the economic activities, uh, and that's because uh, much of Indonesia's economic activities are still uh, centralized in Jakarta. Um, and it's not because of national government-related activities. Um, and, 
And actually, uh, in terms of air pollution, 70% of Jakarta's air pollution is from vehicles, and most of these vehicles are not national government related vehicles. Yeah, so they are private cars and motorcycles, right? Um, and so for flooding, it's an impact of overdevelopment, and so. Uh, it is actually uh, interesting that this idea to move capital city, um, I think it's more fitting to think about it as uh, moving the national government away from Jakarta's problems rather than actually solving Jakarta's problems. That's a really um, interesting way to put it. And, and I guess like most people sort of didn't, didn't see it from that angle, right? We just, um, it, uh, I spoke to uh, Martin Sierra who's also featured in, in this podcast, mm-hmm. and he was talking about one of the economic agendas, at least from the official government point mm-hmm. of view, um, is to sort of encourage development and to, uh, particularly in the eastern parts of Indonesia, uh, and also to decentralize uh, economic activities. Like you said before, so far it has been centered around Jakarta, right? Um, and the hope is, at least, that if it's moved outside of Java, then the economic growth will also uh, move with it, right? To, to ease the burden of Jakarta. Do you think moving the capital to outside of Jakarta, in this case to central Indonesia, will actually um, achieve this goal? Do you think we'll see more economic development or at least um, some redistribution in that regard? I think it's an interesting thing to observe. We can only observe things that has happened in history, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because uh, creating a new capital city is actually not a very new idea. Um, it's not just Indonesia. Other countries have done that, right? Um, creating a new city from scratch um, actually uh, is always controversial. Um, it is also interesting uh, to assume that the move of the capital city will redistribute development. Yeah? Um, those arguments are very familiar, uh, especially in the media, that the location being chosen now for the new capital is more central in Indonesia, because the distances to the west and the east uh, are comparable. Um, We've also seen this kind of uh, logic in Myanmar, for example, when they moved the capital city to Naipidao. Which is like about 100 kilometers outside of Yangon? Yeah, it's it's quite a distance, but it's it's considered geographically more central in the country. Um, I would say, though, uh, addressing uneven development, as we know, Indonesia's development is very uneven. Um, Java is now the most populated city, uh, the most populated island probably in the world. Yeah, um, and it is actually um, addressing uneven development is not about moving the capital city. I would say uh, addressing uneven development is about giving more equitable distribution of services across Indonesia, such as healthcare and education. Yeah. Um, so I've heard an interview with the Bupati of uh, Panajam Pasar Utara that um, is a candidate area for the new capital city, right? That there were hopes that the new capital would bring better services, such as better quality healthcare. Um, but I say, actually, if we want better quality healthcare, um, it should not require moving the capital, right? Because if you want better quality healthcare, no matter where you are, even if you are not the capital city, um, if you are an Indonesian, uh, anywhere in Indonesia, you should actually get good healthcare. Um, so uh, equitable distribution of services and development should be the norm that is applied equally across Indonesia, 
uh, and not just attached to the capital city. So I also feel that there is a certain kind of contradiction here where uh, we want to see uh, development being distributed more equally and therefore we move away from Jakarta. But at the same time, assuming that good development will only come with a capital city, um, then the question would be how many capital city locations would you need, right? Indonesia is just so big. So the question would be like, would you actually create another pattern of uneven development that would mean, right? That's a, that's a great point, um, which I guess relates to my question. A lot of people are asking now, you know, like you mentioned before, the idea of moving the capital city, well, worldwide is not a new thing. Even in Indonesia itself, it's not a new idea. Different presidents have scouted different areas, but Jokowi uh, has decided for it to be now right now, despite, you know, what people think to be, you know, perhaps a lack of research, it seems a bit hasty. And like you said, there are some contradictions uh, and, and questions to do well. Well, if you want to increase services, then you don't necessarily need to move the capital city, right? So why now do you think? Why, um, why is it that it's now prioritized as a developmental agenda for, for Jokowi's second government? For that kind of question, one can only speculate. Mm -hmm. But even when the announcement is made now, um, it's still very unclear when it will actually happen. Because as of now, uh, first of all, I haven't seen any social impact assessments or environmental impact assessments of the area that will be uh, supposedly the new capital city. In fact, until now, uh, the actual area, the zone that where exactly the new city should be, uh, where is the delineation of the boundaries, uh, we are still unclear about that. We know roughly where it's going to be. Like We know roughly where the location that is already decided. Um, but there's no clarity of uh, who will be affected, what will be affected, what will be the environmental impacts. It's very unclear. And the government uh, itself already announced that the soonest the move will be about 2024. Or maybe they say the latest. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But actually, they said that the actual move will actually in 2024. So it's not even now. Now it's just the idea that is rolling, rolling out. Um, but even if it's implemented, uh, it's going to be after the term ends, right? Mm, after yeah. the current term ends. Now the question would be, then what will happen next? Because it seems that it's also the question of who will actually finance this. It seems that the government is adamant that it's not going to be financed wholly from the national budget. And in fact, the national budget only contributes to a fraction of, of it. But Again, what will be the impact of those kinds of mixed financing? Because it's not just the image impact, but what kind of interests uh, that will actually um, burden this new capital? Because if it's not from the national budget, then definitely there will be other interests that will be playing into the development of this Private new city. Private consortiums and lobby exactly. groups and you know, foreign uh, interests as well. Exactly. Which, and yeah. who, will, who will be those uh, financiers and what are their interests? We haven't really heard about it. And what about the voices of the local people? Who will be affected? So I think uh, there, there were also voices from the, uh, the coalition of the alliance of the alliance of the indigenous people uh, 
and they they wanted more clarity about what will be the impact to them and i think that's fair enough because until now we haven't really seen anything about it i want to pick up on that point uh, so so far we've heard some grand plans about what 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 may happen right mm-hmm. uh you know something like you know uh, at least 800,000 civil servants and their families are expected to relocate with the capital city not to mention the kind of infrastructure that you would um, need for a city of at least 800,000 people uh, to be built hospitals roads um, shopping uh, areas markets all that sort of stuff right and as you rightly pointed there hasn't been any environmental or social uh, impact studies uh, at least that has been released to to the public now right first of all what do you see are some of the social problems that could that could um, arise from this not to mention the environmental problems but let's start with the social problems that could arise from this first okay uh, first of all uh, if we look into the region let's actually go back to the notion of um, uh, development equality um, it's true that i mean indonesia is unequal and this this idea starts from uh, trying to make development more even right But if we look at Myanmar, for example, how many years has it been since they moved the capital city to Naibidao? Um, it's been 13 years. And until now, uh, what we see is actually weekend commuting patterns. Um, the uh, government officials, uh, the families will still stay back in Yangon. Only during weekdays, they stay, they stay in Naibidao. Uh, and so uh, how long is actually this gestation period right, um, uh, of a new capital city to mature. Uh, because building a city from scratch, like you said, is, is not easy. Even if we look into an older, quote-unquote, new capital city like uh, Brasilia, it has been there since the 1960. Um, and until now, Rio de Janeiro is still the dominant uh, city in terms of the economy uh, in in Brazil. So Brasilia is already sort of like maturing population 2 million plus, but still in terms of economic activities, it's still Rio de Janeiro, it's still Sao Paulo in Brazil, right? So I don't foresee uh, the new capital city to take away that kind of centrality from Jakarta. What it will do, like you said, probably move these uh, civil servants, right? Especially those that are related to the central government probably the military, but the question would be, would their families move with them? It's right? a long way to commute. Though. It's a long way to commute, but uh, even now, we already see that some of the civil servants uh, who are placed away from their original homes can commute every week. So um, it can be that they move the families over there, but of course it also... Uh, depends on the question on uh, whether there are uh, services that are available to raise their families over there. If not, then it will just be a city for them to work and on the weekend they come back to Jakarta or wherever they may be. Uh, now that is if we look at the new population that will be coming to the city in relation to the national government function. Now, another question is how about the existing population? Because um, I don't believe that there is such a thing as an empty land. I agree. Land is, or space always has something in it. Um, 
it always has people in it, no matter how sparsely populated it is, or even if the population is very low, it has trees, it has forests, and all other features of the land. And so, um, so the new population aside, uh, the existing population, the question will be, what will be the role of the existing population if there's any? Because uh, I don't think that it will be a wise move if this is just to move the existing civil servants, all of them from Jakarta, plonk them in East Kalimantan, and what will be the role of uh, the people in East Kalimantan themselves? Are they, are they going to occupy also important positions? Will they have access to them? Or will they just be um, those who are actually marginalized from this whole exercise? What about issues such as land grabbing and, and things like that? Is that something that you think could be swept under the rug in the, in the rush to get this new city up and running? I mean, as I said, at, at this point in time, because uh, I can only see that it's just an announcement, mm. I don't see any plans, I don't see any assessments, and all we are looking at are just ideas. And there were images of what the boulevards were going to be, uh, and monuments, and all those modelings. But it's really unclear of like where those things are going to be. Um, I think, uh, coming back to uh, your uh, uh, question about um, land grabbing, I mean, even without this new capital city idea, land grabbing is already very acute um, if we look around Indonesia. And that's why uh, now uh, there is this like very important exercise that is ongoing in Indonesia, which is about agrarian reform. Uh, the clarity of uh, the status of land or how we acknowledge different kinds of land ownership. Uh, my worry is that um, since this announcement has been made, um, usually announcements like this will result in a bubbling land speculation. Um, and it's already very clear, only one day after the announcement, I don't know whether you've uh, seen this uh, circulating as well. Um, just one day after uh, the announcement, there was a one-page advertisement of uh, of a real estate uh, project in Kalimantan, mm. and it is sort of like branded as the best investment in the new capital. Interesting. Of course, it's nowhere near the location of the new capital. Like it's actually an existing project that is sort of like rebranded. Mm. But we see the, uh, the sort of like the drive to tag along with this idea of the new capital city as new real estate investment opportunity. And just branding it as the best investment opportunity in, uh, in the new capital is seen as something that is boosting um, the selling price of the land. And so with that... Uh, my worry is that if, if that kind of dynamic uh, continues, then what will happen to those uh, indigenous population or the existing population who are just basically people from the everyday life, right? Ordinary people who just want to live their life. What will actually happen to them? They might not be able to afford land. Exactly. In a place where be they have 
were born and have lived. Because yeah. this particular advertisement uh, was actually by a developer that is based in Jakarta. Again, who are going to be the developers? Who are going to be the private uh, entities who will finance, who will actually develop all these projects? Lastly, I want to ask you about uh, some of the environmental impacts of mm. this. Uh, and this hasn't been talked about nearly as much uh, in some of the initial hype about the, mm. this potential move. Mm. Um, as we know, um, East Kalimantan is also an area rich in forests, although uh, some reports also mention that actually the area that have been picked um, have also have, have, have been developed as like palm oil plantation and all that. Um, so the assurance being, well, it's already palm oil plantation um, area now, so the designated area, wherever that may be, um, is not going to disrupt local uh, forest biodiversity and all that. Uh, what do you think? What are some of the environmental uh, risks and challenges uh, that that may be faced in this capital move? I also heard about you know this justification that oh no, it's not going to occupy forests. It's going to occupy like this former plantation area, whatever that is not going to be productive anyway. Uh, it's not forests anyway, so it's okay. Um, but again, where is it exactly, right? Because uh, all this while, the announcements have been, oh, don't worry, it's not going to be this, it's not going to be that. But there is no way we can conduct independent assessment of all those statements. Because if we want to conduct independent assessment, we need clear delineation. Where is it exactly? Then we can plot it on the map and we can see exactly what it is now. And then we can assess Oh yeah, it's true. Oh, uh, by the way, this is not true. Uh, as of now, it's all still very up in the air. As of now, we see a dot in East Kalimantan. This is where it's going to be. And it's somewhere around here. Um, and so that's, that's the problem that we have right now. But just to say more generally about this idea of building a new city, right? Uh, let's, okay, if we don't know exactly where the place is, okay, fine, let's talk about the concept of building a city from scratch anyway. What will be the potential impacts of building a city from scratch? Um, first of all, of course, there will be an increase in the built-up area of the land. No matter whether it's going to be green city, garden city, whatever it is, there's going to be a reduction of the green areas of the land, which means that there will be a change in the environment. And we all know that uh, Kalimantan is an area that is suffering uh, from huge deforestation. Uh, and and so, so are many other areas in Indonesia, uh, Papua, for example, right? But uh, in Kalimantan, for example, even if that area, let's say, is... It's been used as a plantation before. So um, the question is that, okay, uh, why does it have to be a, a city then, right? If we, are, if we really care about the environment, um, if the plantation is no longer productive, um, is the uh, action of building a new city, will it be more environmentally positive than actually, let's say, why don't we do reforestation of the area? Since actually you know that the island used to be rainforests, right? And so the land is actually uh, 
very much uh, strategic to be a rainforest area. So why don't you reforest the area? So it's not about the environmental impacts or in just looking at the existing situation, but what about the environmental opportunities that will be lost because of building new cities? Um, building new cities, no matter how green it is, right now we only see concrete materials, right? Uh, concrete being poured on the ground. And it's already being studied that concrete is probably the most destructive material on earth. And we always build our cities with concrete. And, and that's why I tend to be very skeptical of this idea of building new cities. Because, um, first of all, what do we actually need um, if we, uh, do we actually need new cities to start with? I think uh, new built-up areas uh, should be our last resort. The environmental impact of a new city is probably not just uh, about the area where the new city will sit, but also the surrounding areas. How will the government make sure that the things that we see now in Jakarta will not be replicated in the new city? I feel that there are so many gaps and there are so many questions that are left unanswered and we can only be left speculating because there's just not enough information, there's not enough data and so much hype around it that is built but um, not enough deaths so far. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's uh, and that's exactly uh, the kind of worries that are being expressed at the moment uh, by analysts, NGO uh, workers, uh, concerned citizens. Um, so thank you so much, Rita, for outlining it so clearly for us about some of the the problems that are existing about this plan. Um, and hopefully, we'll get some more clarity uh, in the near future. Um, thank you so much for joining me uh, on today's episode. Well, thank you for inviting. Talking Indonesia will return next week on the 26th of September for another one of our Policy in Focus series with Dr. Dave McRae. Remember, you can find the entire Talking Indonesia podcast archive at the Indonesia at Melbourne blog, subscribe via iTunes so you'll never miss an episode, or find us via your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been the Talking Indonesia podcast. Bye for now.